Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, D.C. has come a long way in just the last few decades. I think the most important quality of this region, one that's uh, underplayed and, and I don't think fully recognized is its diversity. I think the fact that we are a place that welcomes strangers both nationally and internationally gives us the opportunity to pick from the world's best ideas. One of the things that makes Washington, D.C. a very wonderful community to be part of is when we have an opportunity to make a difference. Our next guest, Dan Tangerlini, has been part of the D.C. community for a while, gets his hands dirty with lots of different projects, and we're here to talk with him about some neat things that have happened to him recently. Dan, thanks for taking the time. Uh, Jonathan, it's a real pleasure to be here. You and I have an opportunity to talk about this, and I'm really interested in you sharing uh, with our audience. You had an experience recently, one of these moments where you just you looked around a room and around a horizon, and you really took stock. Can you share that with us? Yeah, if you don't mind my uh, my monologuing for a little bit here, I, I had this opportunity to host an event for a, a wonderful local nonprofit called the Earth Conservation Corps that I've had the, the good fortune of being on the board for for the, the last couple of years. And while we were sitting on the back of um, the pump house, this was uh, the former Capitol pump house. It used to pump water out of the Anacostia River to cool the um, the power plant up at the Capitol. And back in the late 60s, early 70s, the silt in the Anacostia had built up so much. The, the pollution and the silt had built up so much that they, they had to stop taking water out of the pump house. And like so many things uh, back in those uh, times, it was just closed up and, and left to rot. In 1991, happened to be the very year I moved into Washington, D.C., uh, ECC found the pump house and started a project to use kids from the neighborhood in combination with the Navy Seabees to renovate the pump house. And they made it a kind of a clubhouse for their efforts to clean up the river and provide opportunities for kids from the community that were next to the river to participate in that cleanup and have an opportunity to understand how nature and ecology and neighborhoods and rivers connect. Uh, and it was this, it's this real, very thoughtful and very moving effort to, uh, to help people clean up their own lives and their own communities by uh, cleaning up the environment around it. And even that, if that's all that had happened, would have been a meaningful activity and changed a lot of kids' lives. But, but yet, you look at the situation now, Tell me about the, the neighborhood and what's happened around it as a result of that single activity. Well, I don't know if you remember, uh, this was a, you know, last Thursday, uh, early November night. It was one of those perfect summer-ish nights in the fall. You know, it was just, it was just a beautiful mid-70s, no clouds, full moon. Uh, and you sat out on the back deck of this pump house and you could look around the Anacostia. And, and I... I asked everyone to take a, a quick 360 and and start start with the pump house itself and start moving around to the right. Uh, you saw the the new DC Water Authority headquarters being built there, and it sat in front of a bridge that uh, connected the Anacostia River Walk from uh, from the pump house actually over to the Southeast Federal Center, the the yards as they call it. Um, that that river walk was actually a project that the Earth Conservation Corps launched. Um, probably about 15, uh, maybe close to 20 years ago. And it was this, um, it was this uh, mercurial kind of notion that if you start building a river walk, that would make people want to come down to the river and walk. And at the time, that seemed pretty crazy. Um, there wasn't, uh, there wasn't a good reason to walk down there. 
And now that river walk is close to 30 miles uh, long on both sides of the river, reaches all the way up to Bladensburg. And if you haven't done it, if you haven't gotten on your bike and ridden it, uh, you got to do it. Do it. You know, do it this weekend. And then, and then you extend outward. You make a place more attractive to be. It, it attracts folks. It attracts interests. Attracts baseball stadiums. It attracts <laughs> harbor redevelopment and areas get revitalized. And it, it strikes me, Dan, and, and I know that now you've you've taken responsibility. You're CFO of the Emerson Collective, and you know you spend your days working and promoting social and economic development. I think a lot of people have the image that DC is very transactional based. You know, I, I see in, in people very often networking. There needs to be an immediate gratification in any exchange. But yet, when I look at what actually gets things done in this town, it seems to be it's much more subtle and it's not transactional based. It's long term based. Do you think that's right? Well, I, I don't actually think that those are mutually exclusive. I, I think that transactions and tactics in service of a long term strategy are actually the way things get done. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to build a bridge, you have to design it. You have to. Uh, make the steel, fabricate the steel. You have to do the the linkages and the connect, connections. Each one of those is a transaction or a tactic, mm-hmm. but you're working against a, a strategy and a plan. And in the case of the Anacostia revitalization, you know the economic development of that part of the Anacostia River, that does come from a plan that was launched back at the beginning of the Williams administration. And I think mm-hmm. some people look at it the, uh, at it and think it just sprung. Uh, you know, uh, from the ground all on its own. But that has been that has been year after year, frankly, decade after decade of thoughtful effort and and I think leadership on the part of some people to to make a bet and say that they really want to see revitalization happen. There were some great leaders in the in the Navy. Um, one of them, I can think of uh, Admiral Weaver, who led the effort to move the Naval Systems Command to the Washington Navy Yard. And that was a that was a that was one of the first naval installations in the country. I think it fights with Philadelphia over whether it was the first one or not. Mm. Very very important to the history. It was one of the original um, federal facilities of any size and scale and import in Washington D.C. And it was Admiral Weaver who recognized that history, who said, "Look, we got to move the Naval Systems Command over there." And that spawned then kind of the economic development heft. It created thousands of jobs. It started bringing people there. They needed places to go to lunch. They needed to, you know, show up there and 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 demonstrate for people that it was actually a place that uh, could be uh, lived in, could be worked in, and could actually now be a place to have lots of fun. What makes this region special, in your opinion, from the standpoint of managing or creating big social change? I think the the most important quality of this region, one that's. Uh, underplayed and and I don't think fully recognized is its diversity. Uh, I think the fact that we are a place that welcomes strangers both nationally and internationally uh, gives us the opportunity to pick from the world's best ideas, um, gives us an, a, an opportunity to experience the world's culture, the world's food, the world's you know wisdom. And I think we're a place that attracts really smart uh, thoughtful people who really want to participate in the American democratic experience and, and experiment. And uh, I think the minute we forget that that's our key quality is the minute we'll, we'll lose something that, that makes this place uh, unique and special. Here, here, Dan. I, I share that view. Dan Tangerlini, thanks very much for joining us today. Yeah, it was my pleasure. Thanks.
Thanks for listening to What's Working in Washington. A special thanks to our sponsor, Eagle Bank. How do you get to be number one in the D.C. area? Eagle Bank did it by putting relationships first. They're flexible, involved, responsive, strong, and trusted. Eagle Bank's goal is your success. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan. Our online writer is Barbara Ulrich. Music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. And let us know who you think we should be talking to on the show. Tweet us at at What's Working DC. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. <laughs>